Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, it is December of 2022, and we're about to head into 2023. And I thought I would record probably this last um, episode before the new year. Uh, I'm about to head out on vacation today with my family, so I'm looking forward to spending some time with them and just uh, unwinding, looking back over 2022. Uh, I've been setting targets with a group of guys that uh, hold me accountable, and we've been looking at uh, this past week. I spent Monday and Tuesday just with them. There's There was nine of us, and we were literally looking at you know what we accomplished in 2022, in our body, in our being, which is our spiritual life, in our balance, which is our family life, and then in our business. So we looked at all four uh, aspects of our lives, which every man uh, is is you know obviously uh, <laughs> operates in those four what I call domains: body, being, balance, and business. And it was great just to look back and say, hey, what did we accomplish and what didn't we accomplish and uh, take responsibility for what we did or what we did not do. And then together, we started looking and planning for 2023 and beyond. So it was uh, a fantastic time with them praying and um, encouraging each other, uh, walking and talking. We worked out together. We did a lot of things together. And it was just, um, you know, I think every single man uh, needs that. Every single man needs that in their life. They need a group of brothers who they can uh, depend on and lean on. And uh, so I'm excited about what 2023 is going to mean for me and this audience, for any for any man who listens to this and wants that, I'm excited about what I'm putting together where we can uh, be more closely connected than you just listening to a podcast. Because, I mean, listening to a podcast is great, but ultimately what you need is you need somebody to uh, speak into your life. Somebody who's been where you've been, who has struggled the same way you've struggled. And I, what I found is that a lot of times we just don't get that in uh, our churches and a lot and and not because the church doesn't want that. It's probably because uh, people don't really know how to talk about this. I mean, this is a uh, when you're talking about struggle with sexual sin, it's a very sensitive subject. So I want to come to you because I am uh, my heart has been really, really heavy the past couple of weeks because of some things that uh, I've learned recently. And so I'm going to share a little bit of that with you here in, uh, in a few minutes. Uh, and it, and it 100% ties into this message from Psalm 106. And I've been in Psalm 106, I think for the past two weeks, I want to say uh, it's a long chapter. It's 48 verses. We're not going to read the whole entire chapter, the entirety of that, but there's some things I want to pull out uh, from Psalm 106 that I think is very, very important to you and important to your struggle and your fight against sexual sin. And so we'll dive right in, uh, and then I'm going to share some uh, bit more personal stuff with you. So Psalm 106 starts off beautifully. <laughs> like it is, it is, it's a fantastic Psalm. The whole thing is fantastic. Uh, as we know, it's the inspired word of God, like the Holy Spirit moved 
to write this. And so I'll just kick it off. Verse one, it says, like it's it's very, very uplifting. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Now, this is a theme that we see throughout the Psalms. We could go back and look at this, uh, give thanks to the Lord. He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. I mean, this is a statement that steadfast love is a statement that every one of us needs to study and to think about and to meditate on because it will blow us away the more we think about his steadfast love. Even in spite of our sin, he has steadfast love for us. We have steadfast sin, he has steadfast love. Big difference there, right? And so we praise him for that. Who can utter, verse 2, the mighty deeds of the Lord or declare all his praise? Verse 3, blessed are those who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. I love those two verses. I mean, those two words, justice and righteousness. Psalm 33, 5 says he loves righteousness and justice. So these two things are very important to God. We have been made right or righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ and justice for our sins that we deserve has been poured out on Christ. And so because... God holds these things so dear, like dear enough to him that he sacrificed his son, that he gave a son. We too need to love righteousness and justice. And so I'm not going to go into that, but let's continue. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Help me when you save them, that I may look upon the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance." So first five verses, fantastic. Praise the Lord. Remember me. like Lord, I want to look upon prosper- the prosperity of your chosen one. Look at what you've done for us, God. Look at how you've saved us. Look at all the things that you have given us, how you've shown up for us, how you've like, this is incredible, incredible uh, truth that you and I need to be um, remembering at all times. And then we get to verse six and this, and I'm not finished with this chapter. So I just want to go ahead. I'm not, I'm, we're not going to go through all 48 verses like I mentioned before, but I'm not even finished. And I had to record this podcast because there are some things in here that you and I need to, like, we need this. Like we need to be warned about this. We need to open our eyes and realize that we are the people here that we're reading about. So in verse six, he says, both we and our fathers have sinned. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedness. Our fathers, when they were in Egypt. And so not only is he saying, hey, we've done this. Now I'm going to start recounting. I'm going to go ahead and give us a history of all these things we've done. And it just goes on to just talk about the people's rebellion against God. And and again, and then it not only recounts that, it recounts God's mercy. Verse 8, yet he saved them for his name's sake. So all of these things, we're, we're looking at the people's sin. They didn't remember the abundance of your steadfast love. And I've already spoken about this on the podcast, how important remembering is, thinking, remembering. But he saved them from the hand of the foe. Verse 10. And the waters covered their adversaries. In other words, it, like Pharaoh died in the Red Sea along with his armies. In verse 12, then they believed his words and sang his praise. 
but they soon forgot his works and did not wait for his counsel. And this is for brothers, if you're listening to me and you're hearing my voice and you have struggled with sexual sin for many, many years and you like you find yourself in this pit of porn and God rescues you and saves you and you think yes and then you find yourself there again this is this is the key the the problem that we have is that we forget God's works and we don't wait for his counsel it says in verse 14 but they had a craving in the wilderness and they put God to the test in the desert and he gave them what they asked for. So he gave them the the quail, the birds that they wanted, the meat that they wanted. But then it he said it says he sent a wasting disease among them. And we go on and read about all kinds of things. They made a calf at Horeb and worshipped a metal image, verse 19, they exchanged the glory of God for an image of an ox that eats grass. They forgot God, their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt. Do you see how you can't escape forgetting? Like this, this theme is throughout Scripture. And if if the Israelites forgot and they literally saw these things, they saw Pharaoh and the Egyptian army die in the Red Sea, and then they forgot the good works of the Lord, who are we? We have to we have to pay very, very careful attention to these things. Like these words, we can't just skim over. Like I I really thought I when I saw 48 verses in Psalm 106, I thought. Maybe it'll take me a couple of days to get through this, but I, I've been stuck here because every word of God's word is important and we must listen and remember and think about and meditate on. So we keep going. They forgot, in verse 21, they forgot God, their Savior, who had done great things for them in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and awesome deeds by the Red Sea. So they forgot all that. Therefore, he said he would destroy them. Had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to turn away his wrath from destroying him? Okay, so now here we go into the meat of what I want to share with you today. Verse 24, they despised the pleasant land, having no faith in his promise. They murmured in their heart, in their tents and did not obey the voice of the Lord. Therefore, he raised his hand and swore to them that he would make them fall in the wilderness and would make their offspring fall among the nations, scattering them among the lands. I want you to see the 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 iniquity, the sin of the people grew worse and worse and worse. As we read Psalm 106, it continues to get worse. It doesn't it doesn't stay the same. It's not just them grumbling. And so God's uh I guess a word for it would be chastisement, his discipline of the people, his rebuke of the people grew more severe as their sin got more and more like it got deeper and deeper more re- they became more and more rebellious and so God's discipline had to be more severe and then in verse 28 then they yoked themselves to the bale of peor and ate sacrifices 
offered to the dead. Verse 29, they provoked the Lord to anger with their deeds and a plague broke out among them. Verse 30, then Phineas or Phinehas stood up and intervened and the plague was stayed. And that was counted to him as righteousness from generation to generation forever. Brothers, we must understand that our sin and the sin of pornography and masturbation will continue and continue and continue until drastic measures must be taken. And I have to admit, when I read this, this is a mirror into my own soul. I, I can't throw stones at somebody else. I can't get on this, like in front of this microphone and point my finger at you. This is a mirror into my own soul. Like this is what I'm capable of. If I'm not disciplined to come before the Lord and confess my sin and examine my heart, like I, brothers, I will drift and drift and drift and find myself in a pit that I don't want to be in. And the truth is, is that the Israelites were just falling more and more and more in love with the world. And they were not longing for the promised land. And they were not having faith in God's promises. They were not waiting on him. Instead, they were complaining and murmuring and grumbling and saying, no, 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 we want our best life now. This lack of faith in God's great promises, they lead to murmuring and complaining. We lose interest in evangelism, in seeing God's great works done. It leads to complaining. But I want you to see, it's, it's, it's incredible that, and I love the way Psalm talks about this man here. Well, it talks about two men, right? So I mentioned that earlier it says Moses, like Moses stood up for the people. It says, had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to turn away his wrath from destroying them. Moses stood in the breach. And then we read that Phineas stood up and intervened. And brothers, you and I, we need to be men who stand up for what is right, for the truth, for God's glory, for his righteousness and justice. And we can't do that. You can't do that if you are struggling and continuing to go back and back and back and back to porn. Like what I love about this little excerpt about Phineas is it said he stood up and intervened. Like the courage and the action by Phineas was by faith. 
It was by faith. And, and what did he receive? He received his reward because it says it was counted to him as righteousness from generation to generation forever. Like, what is faith's reward? It's honor from the Lord and generational blessing. I was just at my parents' house yesterday. I, I went to borrow a shirt from my dad, and um, we were sitting there talking. I was talking to my mom and my dad, and we were just really thanking the Lord. We were just thinking about our family, and they were telling me some stories about some things that had been going on, and we had, and, and, uh, Mom and dad, my mom and dad have a great grandchild now, and uh, and we were just talking about a little story about him and his, um, you know, just some, he's learning these Bible verses, and we were just like thanking the Lord that God does bless from generation to generation. And so the question I want to ask you is, what is your life? What are the, what are the actions of your life producing for generations? Will it be counted to you as righteousness from generation to generation? Maybe in a different way than Phineas, right? I'm not saying that this is the the way it goes, but but there's a lot at stake here for you, brother. Whether you're a young man listening to this and you're not even married doesn't matter. This is generational. Because a lot of guys in in my world, like who who I know, um, know what I know that I have this podcast or whatever, it it doesn't it like it doesn't cease to amaze me how how many men are struggling with this. Doesn't matter where you are in life. Doesn't matter how successful you think you are or you look like to the rest of the world. It doesn't matter. What's the reward? for faith and standing up, killing sin, and walking in purity? What is the reward for that? And what is the reward for sexual immorality and rebellion against the Lord? Well, we keep on reading, or we go back and read. Therefore, it says, verse 106, verse 26 and 27, Therefore he raised his hand and swore to them that they would make them fall in the wilderness, and they would make their offspring fall among the nations, scattering them among the lands. What's the result? And it may be, like, you may be experiencing the result of generational sin in your family. There is no doubt that our families and the way we were raised and what we were what we were told growing up impacts how we behave today. There's no doubt about that. Like you and I, all of us have wounds, things that were done to us growing up or weren't done to us but should have been done to us. So my my wife was not like her parents grew up in a different generation, a different age when affection was not shown easily. And so they didn't, didn't show affection, a lot of affection to my wife. And therefore this is something that she grew up without like healthy affection and love within the family. And so generational struggle is really a slow drift that will result in sadness and despair 
unless someone intervenes and kills the sin in the camp. And this is what Phineas did. He, like, you may not know the story, but I'm going to tell you what the story was. Like he killed sin in the camp. And so men, I want to ask you who in your family is going to stand up. Who is going to stand in the breach? Who is going to rise up and intervene? Is it going to be you? Or are you just going to let your kids struggle with this for the rest of their lives and pass it down to their children? Do you think sexual sin is getting better? Do you think access to pornography is getting more restrictive? No. The average age is eight years old where boys and girls are now seeing pornography. And so if I go back to Numbers 25, I see what the story is from Phineas. It says, while Israel lived in Shittim, the people began to whore with the daughters of Moab. These invited the people to the sacrifices of their gods, and the people ate and bowed down to their gods. So Israel yoked himself to Baal of Peor, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And the Lord said to Moses, take all the chiefs of the people and hang them in the sun before the Lord, that the fierce anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel. And God is saying, take this measure, take this step before everyone is destroyed. And Moses said to the judges of Israel, each, each of you kill those men who have yoked themselves to Baal of Peor. And behold, one of the people of Israel came and brought a Midianite woman to his family in the sight of Moses and in the sight of the whole congregation of the people of Israel while they were weeping in the entrance of the tent of meeting. So this was a bold, bold act of defiance and of rebellion and of sin. And if you don't think that sin will lead you down a path that you never thought you would go down, you're wrong. You're kidding yourself. You're lying to yourself. And so when Phineas, the son of Eliezer, son of Aaron, the priest, saw it, he rose. He rose. Brothers, you need to rise up. I need to rise up. He rose and left the congregation and took a spear in his hand and went after the man of Israel into the chamber and pierced both of them, the man of Israel and the woman through her belly. Thus the plague on the people was, was stopped. Nevertheless, those who died by the plague were 24,000. Now, this is not, this message is not violence. I'm not advocating violence against those who commit sexual sin. I'm advocating violence within yourself. I'm advocating kill sin in yourself or it will kill you. Like who are God's men today who are jealous for his honor and glory in the church. So as I was writing my journal, as I was studying this, I was just like, is sexual sin present and prevalent in the church? Is it consuming men and leaving a wake of destruction in the family? And we all know the answer to that. So are we going to ignore it? 
or are we going to do something about it? Are you going to be a pacifist and sit back and say, well, this doesn't really apply to me? My sexual sin is just, you know, a little bit here and there. I'm only struggling once a week, once every other week or once a month. Yeah, it's been a, a pain in my butt, but I'm just struggling. Are you kidding? I used to say those things too. Like you and I have to go to war against our own sin. There needs to be a slaughter of sexual sin in our lives, not just a private prayer every once in a while when we feel the shame. There needs to be a public execution of our sin. I mean, and this Psalm 106 continues and goes on. They they rebelled so much that they caused Moses, who was known as the most humble man to have ever lived, they caused him to get frustrated and angry. And instead of speaking to the rock like God asked him to do, he struck the rock and water flowed out. And therefore, he did not enter the land. And so Psalm 106 says, they angered him at the waters of Meribah, and it went ill with Moses on their account. And for they made his spirit bitter, and he spoke rashly with his lips. And then it goes on. They did not destroy the peoples as the Lord commanded them, but they mixed with the nations and learned to do as they did. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. And I'm going to stop right there. Because... If you notice in the psalm, it just continues to get worse and worse and worse. And so it wasn't just the wilderness where they sinned. They sinned in the promised land, and the psalmist is recounting this. So it's not the environment. Like You may say, well, if my environment changed or if my marriage were better, then I wouldn't sin like this, and that's not the case. We have sin. We have a sin nature, and it is always seeking to express itself. So it didn't matter if the people were in the wilderness or they were in the promised land. They rebelled and sinned against the Lord's. Their hearts were turned to idols, and it just gets worse and worse. So, brother, I want you to hear me. It will not stop. Sin will not stop. So what happened? Verse 37, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus, they became unclean by their acts, and they played the whore in their deeds. So what I'm about to say, I don't know if it's controversial or not, but... I want you to understand that just the simple act of pornography and masturbation, consuming it fuels sex trafficking, fuels abortion, sacrificing of children. These pimps, these People will abduct young girls, force them to 
do horrible things on video, on camera to satisfy the lust of men. And then when they become pregnant, they will force them to get abortions. I was talking to my parents about this yesterday, and my dad was telling me of uh, some disturbing news uh, like these of the lot of during lockdowns. And I'm not talking about in America. This is in a different country. He was reading some reports that these large families were staying together and what what was being done in in these lockdowns when people couldn't go out and these large families started living together, what was being done to the young girls and these families by their relatives. And I had very, very disturbing news sent to me recently, and which is why I've been really, really struggling the past couple of weeks. Um, friends sent an article. I kind of glanced at the article, didn't think much about it. He and I text a little bit more, and he said, you know, were you, were you not going to say anything about this article? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I didn't know what you wanted me to say. So I went back, and I didn't know what he meant, so I went back and reread it and um a brother in christ is now sitting in prison accused of some really horrible horrible things like heinous crime sexual crime that i'm not even going to talk about here but you would be you would be horrified if I told you what happened just as I was. And it's like really, really messed with me, messed with my head and my heart. And because this is a brother in Christ, I know, um, had many meals with this person and we've read the Bible together. We've had many mornings of coffee and conversation and encouragement. And, um, and I knew that, you know, he, he talked very, very openly about struggle with pornography and, uh, and all of that stuff. And so, you know, we, this is what we talked about. This is what we did, but I lost touch with him a cup, maybe almost two years ago. And, uh, I mean, we would text every once in a while, but we, we stopped meeting on a regular basis and, it, and, and I've just been horrified at what's going on. And so this morning, as I was reading this about they sacrificed to their sons, their sons and daughters to the demons, they poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, the land was polluted with blood. And, and then the story of my friend who's now sitting in prison and probably will be for a very, very long time. My heart's broken. And it just made me think how lightly we treat our sin and how lightly I've treated my sin. And God does not treat sin lightly. As a matter of fact, he killed his son and hung him on a cross sacrificed his son to take the punishment for all the sins that I've ever committed and will commit. And so the question is, do you and I have a 
are we jealous for the glory of God in our lives? Are we jealous and and do we fight sin with everything we have? Or are we playing with it? Psalm 106.34 says, They did not destroy the peoples as the Lord commanded them. Are you lenient with your sin? Like lenient with sin within us and without, like the sins that we think about and the sins that we harbor in our hearts. I will tell you, brothers, we will naturally sink down to the lowest version of ourselves, which we can accept, and not the highest version that God calls us to. This is our human nature. This is why Hebrews 2.1 says we must pay careful attention lest we drift away from it. To what? To the gospel. Like the minute I look to someone else to see how they fight sin or don't fight sin and use it as my measuring stick, I will fail. Like the word of God must be our measuring stick because we will invent new ways to sin. Like our natural incl inclination is down, 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 down. Very, very rarely will a man lift up rebels to honor and praise and glorify God. We sink down. And so that's why I have to surround myself with brothers like I spent Monday and Tuesday with. Have to. Like I'm not, I, I'm, I will never sit here and say that I've got this whole thing figured out, but I can tell you what, I will fight until I die to kill sin in myself and to help other brothers kill sin, because I know what it's like to be on an Island. I know what it's like to be alone and think you have nobody. And brother, I don't want you to be like my friend. Now you hear this story and and I again I'm not telling you the stuff that went on, but if you think sin is going to stop, if you think sin is going to say, "Oh no, 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 I'm good. Stop. Let's stop right there. Now you've got a control of me. You know, let's let's stop right here. This is acceptable sin and let's not take it any further." Hey, listen, porn and masturbation is okay. Let's not take it any further. Sin will never tell you that. It wants to take everything from you. Look at what it did to the people of God who saw his great works with their own eyes. Even we read in earlier in Psalm 106, I, I told you, they gave thanks and they worshiped, but they sinned right after that. And so they're grumbling in the wilderness and saying, we should go back to Egypt. At least there we had meat to eat. It led to eventually doing what? Sacrificing their children. And 
at the end of the day, as we keep reading, it says in verse 39, thus they became unclean by their acts and played the whore in their deeds. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against his people and he abhorred his heritage. He gave them into the hand of the nations so that those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies oppressed them and they were brought into subjection under their power. Many times he delivered them, but they were rebellious in their purposes and were brought low through their iniquity. In sin, we imagine freedom to do what we want, when in reality it's oppression and subjection and bitter slavery that we're running to. Our rebellion is a trap that we set for ourselves, and we walk into it with our eyes wide open. They were brought low through their iniquity. Like he gave them into the hand. So, brother, brother, don't keep going. Don't keep going because sin will not stop you and say, don't go any further. It will never say, no more, that's enough. It doesn't work like that. And eventually you will be brought low through your iniquity. And and this this whole psalm is just uh, a picture of what we see in the book of Judges, and I've talked about the book of Judges on here before. So it's a very very uh, eye opening book in uh, the Old Testament that really points us to our hearts, like again a mirror of our own hearts. And you know Judges two sixteen through nineteen, it's like the Lord. They 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 were caught in sin over and over, and then the Lord raised up ju- judges who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Verse 17, yet they did not listen to their judges, for they whored after other gods and bowed down to them. Like, whenever the Lord raised up, verse 18, raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge, and he saved them from the hand of their enemies all the days of that judge, for the Lord was moved by pity by their groaning because of those who afflicted and oppressed them. But whenever the judge died, they turned back and were more corrupt than their fathers, going after other gods, serving them and bowing down to them. They did not drop any of their practices or their stubborn ways. Do you see? There is a progression. They became more corrupt. Brother, the longer that we are in sin and not fighting and not going to war with our sin— War within, war without, we are becoming more corrupt. Again, we do not naturally rise up and become more holy without fighting against sin, and we must stop hiding in order to do this. And one of the interesting things about Judges, this book of Judges, when you read this, is what their enemies did when they would, when they would force the Israelites to serve them and oppress them, a lot of times they took away their weapons. They took away their weapons and they ended up hiding in caves and they were scared and they were oppressed. And so what spiritual power and weapons do men lose when they hand themselves over to the enemy of porn and lust? Power with God vanishes. You lose all power. 
You lose power to lead your family. If you're a young man listening to this, you lose power before the Lord. Prayer loses power. You're praying for a wife. What is it costing you? You're handing over everything that is precious to you, your freedom and your power with the Lord. And our hearts become hardened and we we become more corrupt than anything we could ever imagine. So I'm going to end here. I mean, I could keep going on and on and we could look at more and more scripture, but I just want like, I want this to be a warning to you, brother. Because some of you, some of you will end up in jail. Some of you will end up doing things that you never imagined ever possible if you do not stop now. So I, I want to I want to end with a prayer for you, for me, for me, because I have to watch myself. Like I have to fight every single day, and I'm not I'm not tempted to go pull up pornography right now, or I'm just not anymore. And so I want that to be hope for you, brothers. You can be done, but that doesn't mean we stop fighting. I have peace with God. Like I, I listen, I have so much joy in Christ, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to war. So I want to pray, Lord, I just pray for the brother who's listening to this, who needed to hear this, who who's been searching, maybe he's been searching for some help, maybe a podcast, whatever. That's, that's how he found this. I don't know. I, I just, I just pray God that like, I see it in scripture, how you continued when people cried out to you, you continued to answer them because your steadfast love is greater than our steadfast sin. So I praise you for that. I praise you for the blood of Jesus Christ. I praise you that he took all of my sin and nailed it to the cross. He took every bit of punishment that I deserved. He's forgiven me, and his blood was shed and covers my sin. I praise you for Jesus Christ, and I praise you for your mercy and your grace that sent him to us. God, may that amaze us. May we just be humbled in our hearts. May we bow down and worship you and praise you and get serious about killing sin in our life. Lord, I recognize that we will never make disciples. We will never reach the nations. We will never share the gospel with power and potency without your spirit. And to have your spirit, Lord, we need desires to be obedient, and then we need to act out of the things that we currently know. So we need to confess sin to one another. We need to, Lord, just remember, like remember you, remember the gospel over and over, preach the gospel to ourselves every single day, every moment of every day. 
Lord, I pray for the men who are listening to this. Would you wake them up before it's too late? Wake them up, God. Wake them up. May 2023 be a year of renewal and be a year of freedom for these men. Got to praise you. Love you, and um, may you be honored and glorified in each and every every man who's listening to this today. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, amen. All right, gentlemen, reach out to me if you have any questions. Again, I know I mentioned this before. I am creating a community of brothers who want to engage, and it's not just going to be about pornography. It's going to be about a lot of things like how to win in life, period, because it's not just sexual sin that we struggle with. It's everything. It's our bodies. It's our marriages and our relationships, our children leadership. It's finances. It is leadership at work. And so I want to like I want to put together a group of brothers like I have, like the, these guys that I just spent two days with this week. Like I want to put that together for you. So you don't have to wait and you don't have to wonder, you know, does can I really be real with these people? Can I really sh- tell them all my struggles? Like I want to create a community. Like we're not we're unafraid to say, you know what? We don't have it all figured out, but we are going to work together. And we're going to struggle together. We're going to fight sin together. We're going to fight for the honor and glory of God in our lives and our families' lives so that generations will know that we, as men of God, took a stand. Like Phineas, we stood up. We rose up. Like Moses, who stood in the breach, we can do that for our families and for our friends and for other brothers who are just like us. All right, guys, that is coming. Email me, Spencer at naturalpornkiller.com if you are interested in that. Would love to hear from you. Uh, I've got an email list. I'm going to give you more information about that. You can go to naturalpornkiller.com and you can like sign up and you should get some emails from me. But I will see you all next uh, next episode. Have a great one. Merry Christmas and have a fantastic New Year's.